Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey everyone, just a quick thought today from the Inner Revolution podcast. I was thinking about mental fatigue and how our world is so crazy right now. Actually, it's just been crazy all the time. It's just, I think we're seeing uh, the restraints pulled away and we're seeing things for what they really are. But crazy, crazy, crazy. But for the believer, it's really important that we don't internalize what's going on. And that's, that's maybe harder to do than just, it's easy to say hard to do. But really, I want to talk just for a few minutes today about uh, mental fatigue, just this processing the moment, processing information, making sure that we have a filter, a filter with God's mind, a filter with God's promise, a a filter with God's uh, eternal viewpoint. Otherwise, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, we will faint in our minds. Now, with you, I have experienced this uh, more and more lately where uh, not only in counseling, but just all around, I can see it in my personal life, there is a temptation to uh, to really have anxiety uh, be something right at the bay, right there to uh, just be knocking on our doors at all times. And But how do we deal with mental fatigue? Well, first of all, I think concentration is a big deal. How we uh, not only look, but how we process the information that's coming to us. If we uh, just have an overload of information, uh, then we will be overloaded in our spirit. It's almost like the input and output principle. Um, my output can must must not be over the uh, the amount of my input. My input must be more than my output. Uh, otherwise, if I'm doing more than receiving, then of course uh, we will falter. But think about this. In First Peter chapter 4, verse 1, it says, stir up your pure minds, to stir ourselves up, to think about the day and age we're living in from a viewpoint from God, from the promises, from the Bible, from his nature, from who he is, for who he is defines what he does. I am confident with you knowing that God will not fail you or I. God will not cause the believer to beg for bread. God will not abandon, reject, or forsake the believer. There's a lot of fear out there because uh, there's a lot of internalization of information uh, without the filter of the Word of God. Now, some might say, I want you to be practical logical, there's a lot going on, what are you going to do about it? Well, yes, I believe in preparation, and really our preparation is heart preparation. It's casting our cares unto the Lord prayerfully and then listening to Him as far as how to implement our faith, how to lead our families, how to lead ourselves. But the warning I have today, it's just like we could say in computer terms, email bombing. Uh, There's When there's an when there's an inundation of information on a server, it shuts down the server. So, so uh, hackers may uh, send thousands and thousands of emails to um, 
to inundate and shut down a server, to incapacitate it. I feel like that's happening a lot with news and uh, <coughs> information that, uh, that we're seeing around us. So to process the moment, to concentrate uh, not only on what's being said, but what the Spirit is saying. And uh, as we stir up our pure minds, as we remember the promise, as we hear the still small voice, as we walk in faith, Acts 20, 24, we do not count our life dear unto ourselves. Whenever we're focused on ourselves, it's easy to enter into self-preservation, enter into worry, and to uh, operate in just a self-orientation. But again, process that moment. Take one step at a time, one moment at a time. Do what's in front of you. Because if we think too far ahead, then the provision and wisdom uh, from God uh, won't be there. We'll be ahead of God in one sense. But I do believe in the same breath, God will give wisdom to those that seek him. And as we build our lives on the word of God and, and the values of God, then he'll lead you and I through as a compass. He'll lead you in the direction that you need to go in Colossians 1.9. But mental fatigue, I can see it happening on a lot of fronts in our society. And I would just say, let's be prayerful, have our input strong, and God will show us how to walk in Isaiah 30, 21 in his way. So concentration, processing the moment, and then of course, confessing his promise. Lord, you are faithful. This is how we deal with anxiety. We confess the promises of God. We declare the promises of God. We embrace the promises of God. Just like 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 says, we receive mercy, therefore we do not faint. So today, let's be in a place where you receive mercy. Let's fellowship with God's unimaginable kindness, his magnificent mercy that takes away the judgment that we deserve and builds us up in grace. Remember, mercy's language is always a language of grace. It's always pointing to the work of Christ in our life. There's many reasons to worry today. There's many reasons to fear, but they're not good reasons. They're not God reasons. I am confident with you as we put our eyes on Christ, Numbers 21, then he will deliver us. He will deliver you. He will be faithful. He will show himself trustworthy. And what will happen? It'll strengthen us from the inside out. He will strengthen our mind to think with him in Philippians 2, 5, and 6, for we have the mind of Christ. How does Christ think? Well, he thinks with his Father in John 17. How does Christ think? Well, he's thinking eternal thoughts in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. How does Christ think? Well, he is seeking and saving the lost. What does Christ think? Well, he is going the extra mile because of the sake of love. How does Christ think? Well, 1 Corinthians 13 shows us many dynamics of the aspects of how God thinks in love. Love thinks no evil in verse 5. Well, these things we must learn. These things we are learning. These things, really, we have no idea. God must impart them to us. So today, if you're in your head, get out of your head. 
I say that to myself first. Get out of your head. Lay it all down before the feet of Jesus. I, I, I know as men, we can be in our heads, just like I remember doing some financial counseling with a couple and we were talking about budgeting and the man said, oh yeah, I have it all in my head. And I said, oh no. I said, that might sound like a good plan, but it's easy to forget. And also to worry about things, to embellish things, to magnify things that are really not as big as we think they are. Write it down. Look at it for what it is and then present it back to God. And God will give you the wisdom. God will give you everything you need for his way. You know, just like we see in, the, in, the, in Matthew that, you know, worrying will not add one cubic to our stature. You know, again, you know, again, preparation. You know, I know guys buying guns and stashing food and, and all that. That's between them and God. And I, I don't want to touch that, but I want to prepare my heart. Yes, I want to be wise. Yes, I want to, you know, have things on hand, of course. But I don't want to do it out of some uh, fear, a fearful expectation. I, I just want to think with God, with you, Lord. Help me to think in the scripture. Help me to think in your nature. Help me to think in faith. Think in grace. Think in confidence, knowing that you will never fail us. And what happens is our mind gets set on things above. We get restored. We have times of refreshing in Acts 3.19. And we uh, begin to see things according to uh, what God says. And we begin to act according to faith. Remember, it's your heart that feeds your mind and your mind that dictates to your body. So if you're having trouble in your mind, fill your heart in Colossians 3:16 and 17 with the word of God. And then what happens when you when the word dwells in you richly it produces a song, it produces a hymn, it produces a a declaration. Fill your heart with the word of God. Naturally speaking, someone might accuse you and say you're just not being practical. What about this scenario? What about that scenario? What if you lose this? What you know, those things may come, but to the person that's thinking with God, they'll know how to respond. They'll know how to be flexible. And they'll know uh, that God, uh, God's provision, uh, they'll know how to get to God's provision. Just like the man of God, Elisha, when the, when the brook dried up, God fed him. God used the ravens to feed him. So in our natural understanding, in our cleverness, in our personalities, and in our Western thinking, we are very logical, one-dimensional, cause and effect. Well, in God's economy, God is not limited to anything. He can produce and provide, and he can um, make a way where there is no way. He can make a road where there is no road. He can open a door that no man can shut. I still remember this story in the Ukraine as I close today. Uh, we were missionaries there for many years, and there was one season where our support uh, from America was uh, was very low. I was promised a lot of money, and I got maybe a third of it. And I remember struggling with God on that and thinking, Lord, here I am in your name doing your work, and I can't even provide for uh, 
just the basics of life. And, and I was kicking around my kitchen, just kind of having a, an episode in my heart, angry. And I got this knock at the door and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not in any really good capacity to be a good Christian right now. But I answered the door and it was a dear brother from the church. And uh, he, he just looked at me and said, you know what, God really put you on my heart. And he had two big bags of food with him. And he said, you know, I own a meat and fish factory. And God's really put you on my heart. And he says, for the duration of you being here, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my people just deliver fish, sausage, and meat to you every week. And I couldn't even talk. I was just like so um, overwhelmed because of the personalness of God. And uh, I just said, thank you. And God just kind of spoke to me. He said, I've got your back. Not only do I have your back, I, my, your times in 3315 of Psalms, your time are in my hands. I'm in your hands. I'm not going to forget you. Uh, you're tattooed on my hands, and therefore, I will not forget you. And I just, for many years, I think it was another four years, that, that, tr- that promise came true in the Ukraine where, where uh, God miraculously took care of us, for his will does not lack his provision. And this man became a dear friend, and we, we preached in his factory, and to the many workers, I remember le- you know, leading Bible studies there, and ministering to his workers and God doing great work in the workers' lives and families. So God may be moving you in a direction that's uncomfortable, but think with him and you'll see his opportunities. God bless. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.